Nonsense Storytime. This is Chris Panico. This is Robert Hoffman. Welcome to our final Christmas episode or final piece of our holiday series. We hope you've been enjoying it as much as we have. Yep. <laughs> We're going to be reading A Visit from St. Nicholas, more commonly known as Twas the Night Before Christmas right. by Clement Clark Moore. More commonly known, a.k.a. what I thought it was called until right now. What, the Twas the Night Before Christmas? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what everyone thinks it's called. Mm -hmm. It was, like, for hundreds of years it's been called that more commonly than yeah. A Visit from St. Nicholas. This is, it's, it's an old one. Yeah, this is from 1824, something, something like that. Something like that, early 1800s. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was born in 77, I think. Yeah, he was born in the 17s. Yeah, the 1777s. And then he got older and wrote this poem. That's what we, th that's what, as far as we know, he wrote the poem. Some people think another person wrote the poem. Mm-hmm. Livingston. Yeah, yeah. Livingston. Yeah. Henry Livingston? Harry? H. Livingston. H. Livingston <laughs> may have written this poem. May have. Some There's... people think so. I I go I read through a lot of uh arguments and I think nah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It seemed like a cash grab to me. Yeah, it seemed like this uh this like historian wanted to be famous for something. So he just came up with like, ooh, this seems like it could be real. It was like a fan theory. When someone makes yeah. like a fan theory of like a movie or a video game, mm -hmm. except he's just using real actual people that haven't even been dead for that long. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's sort of the reverse of Washington Irving. Yeah. Where he made up people who he decided to pretend were real. Yep. yep. Yeah. But no, I, I think it was uh, Mr. Moore. I think he did it. Yeah, so an another sort of fun fact, or really it's just a bit of context, is that a lot of our normal thoughts about Santa and Christmas come from this poem. Yeah. Like, this is just, this is where our today Santa started. Yeah. Our idea. Um, I'm wondering how much of that was created by him versus it was just him penning it. You know? Yeah, I would I would guess that he didn't make up most of it. Right. He just sort of collected it all into one thing that people could be like, oh, yeah, this is the, yeah. Yeah, like he didn't make up Santa Claus. Right, that's true. You know, St. Nick. He's not referred to as Santa Claus in this, so I wonder if this predates I that name. So. I think so. I'm pretty sure it does. Like, I always knew him as Santa Claus, right? So, actually, you mentioned Washington Irving. Mm -hmm. So, he actually used St. Nicholas as this sort of after Washington Irving. What do you mean? So, Washington, he, he like, took, so when he was writing this poem, assuming it was him, let's, we're just going to yeah. assume it was him. We're talking about Clement. We're yeah. talking about Clement. Yeah. Clement? Clement. Clem I like Clement better. Clement. Uh, he... He, like, took the idea of St. Nicholas being the Christmas thingy mm -hmm. from Washington Irving. Ah, the Christmas thingy. Yeah. The the guy. The guy. Yeah. The guy who does Christmas yeah, for you. Yeah, he does the Christmas. He comes you? and he gives you the At stuff. you? <laughs> yeah. He Christmases <laughs> you. In your house. In your house. 
becomes what your your sleep. He comes into your house. He Christmases. He gets out of there before you wake up. <laughs> this is what happens. I don't like this. And uh, I guess he took that from Washington Irving. I didn't research it too much. I did read that though. Interesting. In my very minimal research that I did today. Very interesting. Yep. What I found in my research is that. That our boy Clement Clark Moore was just boring. Just a boring man. so boring. Yeah, he knew a lot about Greek. There's like (sighs) no fun facts on his Wikipedia page. They're they're all very droll facts. You want to know a good droll fact, though? Yeah. Is that he wrote this poem for his kids. And then people, like, it it was published anonymously somehow. I don't know how. Uh, but he refused to take credit for it for, like, 12 years. Yeah. And then... Yeah, he didn't want to, like... He didn't want to be associated with this silliness, because he was yeah. such a boring person. Yeah. he Yeah, <laughs> it, it kind of exactly true. Yep. He, di- he didn't want it to um, discredit his um, professorhood. Yeah. You know, yep. because he was... Very intellectual and new Greek and yeah. stuff like that. Yep. Which is so funny to me. That's such a long time. <clears throat> Again, sort of the uh, Washington Irving. Yeah. Where you're, uh, yeah. It's like living this lie forever. Mm-hmm. Living this lie forever. Um, he made most of his money developing Chelsea in New York. Yep. Which I thought was interesting. It's a pretty huge part of New York. Yeah. Um. Good going, Clement. Clement. Clem. Yeah. Clem. 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 Good going, Clem. Yeah, Clem. <laughs> All right. Should we recap this thing? Sure. All right. So this guy, he's he's going to bed. His uh, kids are asleep, and his his wife, the mother of his kids, she's also asleep, uh, and he's just he's like you know burning the midnight oil here burning uh, he's burning he's getting ready to sleep though but then he hears noise outside he's like whoa, 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 what's that also it's christmas it's christmas eve mm-hmm. and uh he there's a little you know the stockings are hung they're waiting for by Sin- the chimney Sin- with Nicholas care home. by the chimney with care in hopes to say nicholas soon will be there they're waiting for saint nicholas and then he hears this noise outside, and he's like, Whoa, what's going on? What could that possibly be? And he looks outside. Lo and behold, there he is. There's St. Nick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's got reindeer. And the guy's like, oh, whoa, what's going on? And then St. Nick makes the reindeer fly up. He calls all their names out. He makes the reindeer fly up to the roof, and then they land on the roof. And he hears the things. He hears their feet up there. Uh, Santa comes down the chimney and he gives him like a little wink so he knows that he's not dangerous. Uh, he, you know, leaves some presents there. He goes back in the chimney. He puts his finger to his nose and nods and he floats back up the chimney. Gets up to the top of the roof and flies away with his reindeer yelling, Happy Christmas to all and to all good night. Indeed. Well said, Bobby. Thank you. I I really just stumbled through that, but luckily it was a short one. You did great. Thank you. Um, it's it's very different. This is our fo- forest. This is our forest. This come, is our come if you want. 
Take only pictures, leave only footprints. This is our first poem. Oh, first. I thought you were talking about our forest. <laughs> no. No. Is this our first poem? No, yeah, I mean, I mean well, if, we've you know, done if, Dr. Seuss. If you can, I don't count that as a poem. Those are what? books in rhyme. But this is a this is a consummate poem. I get. I guess it is because it was not written as a book. Right. It's been turned into plenty of books, but it was not written with these pictures, and you know, so we're going only by the text. Right. Well, I mean, so yes, true. Also, I think there's a difference between verse and a poem like i think you could say that uh that dr seuss writes in verse the way that maybe shakespeare would have but that's not the same as a poem why because you can write anything in verse you can write plays in verse you can write books in verse hmm you know so I, like so, most so... of most of shakespeare's plays are largely verse so what ma- what makes it a poem then just saying this is a poem that I wrote? Usually when it's italicized, you can tell that it's a poem. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, but let's let's meet in the middle here. Let's say Dr. Seuss wrote the Lorax and said, here's my poem, the Lorax. Then it would be a poem, right? I suppose so. The way it's initially presented makes a yeah. difference. Length like, as well. I don't think anything about the Lorax makes it not a poem, except that it's written as a book. Like, I think if he just yeah, took that text true. and said, this is a poem, it certainly would be. I think that's true. All right. Okay. Then, as long as we agree on that, we can move forward. Okay. Um, because, you know, if you ask someone, they would say it's a book. You know. Sure, yeah. Have you read the lyrics? Yeah, it's a good book. Yeah. Or if you, yeah. But no one would call it Twas the Night Before Christmas a book. They I would definitely I, I would have as a kid. Really? I I remember a very Ooh. specific book, <clears throat> right? Uh, and I that's the I thought that that was the book. That's you know? true. All right, children's yes, opinions yes, yes, maybe. Yeah. Sorry, I that's this neither here nor there. Yeah, I'm just it's definitely not here. Mincing words here. Yeah, mincing words, mincing pies, mincing pies. Sure, for the holidays. Yeah. All right. So, what is the moral to this poem? It's up to you. You tell me. It is up to me. I think the moral is that um, we don't have to be afraid of Santa Claus, St. Nicholas. Even if we catch him when we shouldn't. Mm. He's more forgiving than we might pretend he is. Mm. You know, he sees he sees Clement. He knows that Clement should be in bed, too. But he just winks at him. He doesn't leave him any coal or take his presence away or or burgle him mm-hmm. as he is in a good position to do. So maybe it's just kind of like, like if we're going to take it outside of the Christmas right. idea, maybe it's like just sometimes you just got to let things happen. You know, you don't always have to intervene, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. You know, hands off, it's good sometimes. Santa comes, you let him do the Santa stuff, you just sit there and trust him. Yeah. Yeah, just let it happen. Just let it happen. Let the Christmas wash over you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get let down to business. Okay. Setting. Setting. 
it's i mean i just imagined it in like the it's in chelsea it's It's just in chelsea right (laughs) i mean i actually do have another idea all right let's hear it um but it also goes with the theory for the whole thing so do you want to say it now or bring it in later i want to say it now because it is not a very well supported theory fine the narrator is a bear okay and they are in the forest maybe the very same forest that we discussed at the top of the show wow did you say forest instead of first on purpose yes i did Mm. (laughs) doubt it (laughs) okay narrator's a bear let's uh well all right (laughs) wait there are some some hints in the text fine Um, let's hear them here is a quote and Mama, in her kerchief, and I in my cap, had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. You know what that sounds like, Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> All right. That sounds like some oh, hibernation. Man. Yep. <laughs> no. well, I'm sorry I laughed so hard at that. If you're listening to this and you're like, that wasn't that funny, you didn't see the look of intensity <laughs> on Chris's face. He turned to me and he said, nap. He looked at he just un, unblinkingly, unflinchingly stared me in the soul, as if to say, "We both know these are bears." Yeah. Well, so there's also a lot of like um, imagery of animals from the forest throughout this. It makes a lot of sense. You would see a reindeer in a forest, especially. It would have to be a more northerly forest than Chelsea, but. Is certainly oh. reasonable to think that okay. that's possible. But he, he there can... are eight reindeer, and they're attached to a sleigh, and there's a man there. That's, well, that does not have anything to do with whether or not our narrator is a bear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I still thought, I'm not done. Okay. Um, he compares them to eagles, which, you know, uh, if you were a Bears bear, know about eagles. They... Unlike it, people. It, <laughs> I'm just saying... There are other things we could have compared it to. Who would reference an eagle? Easy. A bear. A bear. <laughs> they see eagles a lot, I'm sure. I Especially guess. in I the guess. forest. Um, let's see. What else in here made a lot of sense? He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot. Okay, that is something. That's yeah. something right there. People do wear fur. That's, that's true. I think what we should do... But is- he wasn't... Santa's entire outfit isn't made of fur. His boots are not made of fur. I don't know that. Have you ever seen Santa? I've seen depictions of him, and his boots are typically leather. What? Read it again. Head to what? He was dressed all in fur from his head to his toe. Okay. That includes the face. No, because the head... So Santa is also a bear now. No, okay. No, because dressed all in fur... From his head to his toe just means everything he's wearing from his head to his toe is fur. It doesn't mean that his entire body is covered in fur. Okay. Okay, you're right. And his toe, he could be wearing fur socks. All right. Um, (laughs) Next, next. Um, A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work, and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk. Do you know I didn't say anything? Because bears can't talk, Bobby. 
<laughs> and it wouldn't have made sense right, for him to I've say got, anything. I've got an experiment. Okay? This is how we're going to test the bear theory. Okay. We're going to start at the at the beginning. Okay. We're going to tackle every bit of nonsense. And we're going to explain that nonsense assuming that we're talking about people. And then we're going to explain it assuming <laughs> we're talking about bears and see where we go. Okay. So let's let's start at the top. <coughs> What's our first bit of nonsense here? Excuse me for the coughs. It's okay. I'm not feeling well. Do you want to just go line by line? Is that how you want to do it? Um, yeah, go ahead. All right. Uh, so it was the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Okay, that's fine. There's no nonsense. Nope. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. Mm, yeah, that's fine. It's all fine. The children weren't the bed. The children were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. That makes sense. It does. Nothing unreasonable about that. What's a what's a sugar plum? Is that like a <laughs> a plum? Is this a certain kind of plum or is it a plum like like a candy apple? Um I think it is a type of plum. Okay. I'm not positive, but I think it is. That sounds right to me. If listeners want to add us, go ahead. Yeah. Let us know what a sugar plum is. Um, and Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. Makes sense. Fine. It's fine, especially if you're a bear. Do you ever sleep in a hat, Chris? I do not. Me neither. Unless I'm very, very sick and freezing cold. Mm. I don't know that I ever have. I don't know that I could. It is a weird experience. I'm uncomfortable in a hat. Sorry, continue. I suppose bears don't wear hats, do they? Eh, not usually. Smokey the bear. Yeah, okay. Checks maybe, out. Maybe it's Smokey the bear. Maybe. We'll get there. We'll get there. <clears throat> Went out on the lawn. There and that's rows. why the fireplace wasn't burning. He's yeah. afraid of fires. See? You're into this bear theory. No, no, no. It's well, nonsense. No, you are. Keep going, keep going. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Okay, that no nonsense sense. yet. Yep. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters, and threw up the sash. Okay. I think a bear would be able to do that. Sh- sure. But a person... See, it's nonsense if we think that it's a bear. But if it's a person, we would have just skipped over that because that's a normal person thing to do. That doesn't mean it can't be a bear. It doesn't mean it can't be a bear, but... Alright, continue, continue. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave a luster of midday to objects below. Sure. I like that part. Yeah, it's really beautiful imagery. Sort of not remotely helpful as far as the narrative. Mm -hmm. Can I... I I just want to interrupt and say, if you read the Wikipedia page for this poem... It, like, opens up by saying, uh, this poem is, this poem has been said to be the greatest poem ever written in America, or something like that. Yeah, the like, by an American. No, it's not. (laughs) Was it the greatest or the most popular? I think it said greatest. I thought it was most popular. Maybe. Greatest, definitely not. Most popular, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. You know what? It probably is the most popular. I can't think of one more popular. Maybe Despacito. 
Mm-hmm. I was gonna say maybe the the like the Star Spangled Banner or something, but that's Despacito. really Despacito. All right, I don't think either of those. All right. When what to my wondering <laughs> eyes did appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer? Do you know why the sleigh seemed miniature? Wait, because... eight tiny reindeer? Yes. Oh, well, then it's because it's far away. No, it's because he's a bear. And he's very big. Okay, but a bear would See, wouldn't... a bear's reindeer would be far larger. Do you see the problem now? <laughs> We're we're we're, no. we're bigger than squirrels, but we wouldn't say miniature squirrels. We would just say squirrels because that's how big they are to right, us. Right, but if it was in a if it was a squirrel, a regular squirrel sized squirrel in a squirrel sized sleigh, we would call it a miniature sleigh. That's true. So this bear, no, because sh- bears don't have sleighs. <laughs> you don't know that. Continue. <laughs> Still a bear. <clears throat> With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment he must be Saint Nick. Hmm. <clears throat> Nothing unrealistic about this. I guess. But a, a, Curious. A, an interesting thing about it is that it implies that <laughs> we should think of Saint Nick as the fastest person on Earth. Like, no one could ever be that quick. Except for Santa. That's what that's basically what it says. It's like well, he's mean, so lively and quick that I knew it had to be Saint Nick. Oh right, okay. You know, it couldn't have been somebody slow, slower than Saint Nick, like Usain Bolt, for example. Yeah, it had it. Had, there's for only example. one person it could have been. Mm-hmm. That's true. I like it. I, I like mean, that. I think part of that goes with the fact that he's like old. You know, like I think. There could be someone faster, but maybe not for his age. But we all understand St. Nick to be magical, so you're right. I s- okay, I see what you mean. That's a long way mean. to say you're right. Well, no, I think that means I'm wrong. If he's saying, I saw this old man that was so fast, I knew which old man it was. That actually... Right. It's a little more funny, specific. but uh, all right, continue. continue. It's not about comedy, Bobby. It's about accuracy. You're right. Sorry, this is a no-nonsense podcast, not a comedy podcast. More rapid than eagles, his coursers they came. I love the the word coursers. Yeah, that's a good one. um, Context. He whistled and shouted and called them by name. No Dasher, no Dancer, no Prancer, and Vixen, no Comet on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen. We all know that stuff. Mm -hmm. All of this is possible. This could all happen. Yes. It would be curious and... Unusual. Right. But it could happen. happen. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. Still fine. Still fine. An old man could shout that at deer. Sure. It's getting more It's probably happened before. (laughs) (laughs) It definitely has happened before. Because someone's tried to reenact this stuff. Since, at some point, since 1822. You're right. Or whatever. (laughs) As leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. Well, that's a great line. Mm-hmm. So up to the housetop, the coursers they flew, with the sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas too. All right, here we come we to got, it. We got a problem. <clears throat> we got a, a yeah. problem right here. Yeah, reindeer don't fly. No. 
Neither does Slay's. That's true. If the sleigh was pulled by something strong enough that was flying, though, it would be... I suppose. I mean, the way we... I don't know. The way we understand... The way we understand it, but I don't think it specifically says... Like, really, all we need is that the reindeer are flying. We need to find a way for that to happen. The sleigh doesn't necessarily need to fly. Right. Which, honestly, the sleigh flying would be easier to explain. Right. Right. It could just be like... The secret plane mm-hmm. that they didn't know about or something. So we got to figure out this. Yeah. And because if, if that was the case, if the sleigh flew, the reindeer wouldn't just... They would fall mm-hmm. and be carried up into the sky, but they wouldn't be still dancing, right? Yep. Dancing, whatever. Um. So how'd this happen? Is it possible that it was just a really good jump? Hmm. Like maybe there's a slope, <coughs> little hill. I don't know. I'm trying to start with the most realistic idea here. Yeah, but you also got to remember these are reindeer. bears, so they're closer to the ground. So flying doesn't necessarily look as high to them. Okay, a thing about the bears though is that they aren't bears, and they're people. Also. We said we were going <laughs> to... I feel like you're not taking me seriously. Eight reindeer all jumping at one time could not have... You know... Th- they're they well would, trained. They're, they're trained deer. Yeah, but they're... Trained They're all deer. tied together. Yes. So, like, you know... I don't know. I don't think it could work. Okay, you don't think it's a really good jump? I don't think they could... Yeah. I don't okay. think they could... It's not a really good jump. Um, even if there was a good wind behind them? No, because, look, because think about it this way. We're looking at this from no nonsense, right? Of course. So, <laughs> what did you say it like that? <laughs> what do you mean? So, Sand, this man, this old man, <laughs> is yelling at these deer, saying, go on to that house. What are the chances that a wind happens to come by right at the right <laughs> moment to get them on the house? Yeah, you're right. It have to be a really strong wind. Mm-hmm. So he has to know that this is going to work for the rest of the plan to pan out the way it does. Right. So my, what I'm thinking is this is some kind of trick. Okay. You know, some kind of magic trick that's getting these deer up on this house or cave or whatever. <laughs> okay. So. What is the magic trick? How does it work? Well, we gotta... So, a few things about it. It's important that the that the reindeer... Like, it's easy to get on someone's house. You just need a ladder or something. It's not hard. Right. There's a lot of ways to do it. To get on a person's house. It's not hard. And all he needs to do is get on this person's house. Mm-hmm. But he needs to do it with these reindeer which tells me that he knows that this guy inside is going to be watching him interesting how would he know that oh if he's making a loud enough noise to wait like wake him up make him go out and look he wants to be seen he wants to be seen don't we all yeah yeah we do yeah anyway so he okay. he wants to be seen by this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, probably. It, he, maybe he just wants to be seen by somebody. I don't know. 
but he wants to be seen either by this guy or just by anybody in particular. So he devises this whole plan, either by himself or with some help. He goes up on the roof. He goes down the chimney, which is dangerous, but not not impossible, depending on the height. Yeah, you could do it. Yeah, goes down there. Uh, gives presents. He goes back. Like, it, the whole thing. Like, he looks... He, he's dressed up. He, like, the whole thing implies to me that he wants this guy to have this experience. Maybe maybe it's the classic, um, no one believes in Santa anymore, and he's trying to get the word he's out. he's trying to get the word out. <gasps> oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe the guy's wife wants him to believe in Santa again. Okay. So he he hires this guy. She hires this guy to come uh-huh. be Santa. Okay. I know this sounds like it's coming out of nowhere, but I'm thinking is maybe the reason he makes all that noise is because she was like, make a lot of noise and he'll go look at the window. I'll pretend to be asleep, you know? So you mm-hmm. make as much noise as you want. I'll pretend to be asleep. The kids don't wake up for anything. It'll be fine. Okay, but what's the motivation? Like, why does she want to believe, want him to believe in Santa this badly? Um, maybe, maybe it's not even just believing in Santa. Because what do we, like you said, what was the moral you said? That, um, Santa is not like someone you should be afraid of. Yeah. So maybe this guy has. A pathological fear of Santa Claus. He has Santaphobia. Yeah. And she <laughs> gets so annoyed every Christmas season how he, like, can't go to That's why he's awake. No wonder. He can't go to sleep because he's, he's so, so afraid, afraid of Santa coming. One out of four bears suffer from Santaphobia. Yeah. That's not, that's, not a, that's not a statistic based on anything. It's based on this story, Bobby. Based on this story. <laughs> One out of four of these bears... They're not bears. They might be bears. <laughs> okay. Okay. So she's trying to help her husband recover from Santa from Santaphobia. Okay. Cool. So now we have a little bit more um room for planning. Right. So this this Santa guy's set up a, a an illusion to make it look like he's getting onto the roof. Yeah. Um I don't think I have the magical know-how to uh, break that down myself. It could easily just be platforms that are platforms. like transparent. I like to or, think it's like a zip line, like a reverse zip line with reindeers on a sleigh on it. Yeah, like I'm, and you're not going to see this at home. But what, how would it repel? Them? I'm picturing. Well, wait. So I'm picturing this is the roof, and a zip line is down, and then the zip line goes like horizontal connects to a tree over here all the reindeer are attached to it right right over here we've got like a spring loaded thing that just pushes them all <laughs> across the zip line they get up on the roof would that work if you pushed hard enough maybe i suppose so. maybe if the reindeer are all on roller skates i'm just saying <laughs> there would be easier ways with like transparent platforms or like platforms that are set up in a way that just look at their like they're part of like the landscape 
If you, you want to crush my dream of a reindeer zipline, that's of it, fine. Think of it, you know. But you can the, be a um, little more, you know, you know the joke, warm about it. You know the joke. Um, this is a religious joke. Sorry if anyone's upset. You know the joke that, um, you know, how did Jesus walk on water? Uh, he froze it. He stepped on all the right stones. Oh, no, I've never heard Yeah, it's a joke. Um, you know, stones that are just below the surface. Same idea. I, w- I would like that joke more if it was sort of like a why did the chicken cross the road joke, and the answer was with his feet. Yeah, that is another way to do the joke. <laughs> it really doesn't help us right now, Bobby. Whatever. I'm not here to help. I'm here to have a good time. Yeah. That's, Continue. That's Continue. obvious. Okay, so I, I see what you mean. The uh, stones, <laughs> the rolling stones. <laughs> you can't always get what you want. Are they still touring? <laughs> yeah, I saw them a couple years ago. Oh. They're really good still. Really? Yes. I know that sounds ridiculous, but they're really good still. Hmm. Anyway, anyway, we digress. Let's move on to the next part. Yeah, I forgot what we were. Whatever they sure, then, sure. We figured in, it out. And then in a twinkling, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. Yeah, that's fine. And we figured out how they got up there. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney Saint Nicholas came with a bound. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, he could. He could have like. I think the what? definition of bound would be. You know, a little bit stretched. I don't know that you could just jump down a chimney. <clears throat> Maybe he's got like a rope, sort of like a like a propulsion. Oh yeah, he like, must something. There's no know. way he could get back. I mean, I guess you could like ninja your way back out. But... Oh, how he gets back out? So we'll we'll talk about that. Okay, that's that's really the last bit of nonsense that I see. Because he what he comes in, he puts the presents away, he like makes eye contact. Mm-hmm. Oh, that all makes sense. That's all doable. Yep. It's when he goes back up and how he does it, that yeah, is. Yeah, that, I'm ready for that. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. Makes sense, you just came down a fireplace. Uh, chimney. Not a fireplace. Fireplace is at the bottom. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled. His dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses. His nose like a cherry. Yeah. It was all I feel like you're really funny. getting into it over there. <clears throat> I'm trying, trying hard to not sound like I have a really bad cold. So, you're doing great. You're doing great. Thanks, man. This is an interesting line. His droll little mouth was drawn <laughs> up like a bow. <laughs> How insulting. <laughs> Right? That sounds insulting. Yeah. Feels very you know, You know what that line probably is? That's yeah. a weird line. Here's what it is. Um, Clem, you know, Clem, the person who wrote this. Clem, the bear who wrote this. No, we're not talking about the narrator. We're talking about, first of all, I'm not even going to... We're talking about the actual author. Uh-huh. I mean, unless, you're, unless you're saying that he's a bear, because then we've got a whole lot more to unpack. <laughs> anyway, he <laughs> he wrote... <laughs> this and he wrote the word droll there because everybody in his life calls him droll and then when he questions them about it they're like oh no 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 it's a compliment <laughs> so in so his he head, just thinks that droll is droll is a nice thing the nice way to describe something must be he thinks it means cute <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke it encircled his head like a wreath. <laughs> I love that. Santa yeah. smokes. Yeah. So he had a broad face. Santa vapes. <laughs> and a little round belly. Oh my god, new Santa vapes. <laughs> that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf. And I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. They use the word elf. Do we need to assume that he means literal elf, or it's just a descriptive term here? Um, yeah, just descriptive. Okay. It's not necessarily nonsense. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. There we go. He's Look, and his phobia is cured. And that it does explain why was he? Why did he think he had something to dread in the first place? There we go. Answered. He's... Wait, before you continue. Uh huh. I just looked something up. What did you look so, up? So hold your place. Right. But also, um, tell me right now what you think the definition of the word droll is. Droll, yeah. sort of. Oh man, I probably am not correct. Yeah, but. Just give me, like, like what you think. Be honest, because I have the real one right here, and I was wrong, so like we could be wrong. boring, very right. matter-of-fact. Yeah, I thought droll was like, you're a boring, boring person. Here's what droll means. This is, this is the definition. A curious or, curious or unusual in a way that provokes dry amusement. Synonyms. Funny, humorous, amusing, comic, comical, mirthful. What? I do understand that knowing the way that I've always seen and yeah. used it in context. I've just always thought it meant boring. Yeah. But it just, I guess it just means like dry. Like a dry Right, funny. like dry English comedy. Yeah. It's droll. Huh. That's interesting. I didn't know that. There are so many words that you know and you like know how to use them, but you don't actually know what they mean. Yeah. Oh, scary. Scary yeah. thought. All right, continue. <clears throat> I've said continue so many times during this podcast, That's I okay. apologize. That's okay. Continue. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work, and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk. <laughs> Should be. There was a jerk <laughs> there with him immediately. <laughs> and filled all the stockings. Wow, what a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I read it, I thought it said jerky. <laughs> I thought he was filling the stockings <laughs> with jerky. And went to his worky. <laughs> <laughs> Worky. And here's where it goes down. <laughs> oh no. And laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod up the chimney, he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim ere he drove out of sight. Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. So we've explained the end of it. Mm -hmm. We've explained how he flies out of sight. He just has to get back on the platforms and then move away from the window, really. Yeah. And that easy. explains that. What we have not yet explained exactly is why he covers his nose and then nods and then goes up the chimney. Right. Well, I have two things to say about this. <clears throat> sure. Number one, it could, well, so there's the popular understanding of he touches his nose and magics himself up the chimney. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say that explicitly, you know, 
he laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod up the chimney he rose. It could be that he simply covers his nose to keep soot out of it as he, you know, goes up. And he just climbs up the chimney. But we all know what we have been made to understand Mm -hmm. the situation is, and it's the former of the two. Yeah. So I think it makes more sense to approach it from that angle. Right. You know. What? I think I've got this all figured out. Cool. You believe this is a family of bears? I would still like to believe that. Let me tell you what. It's not a family of bears. Oh, man. It's a family of fish. What? (laughs) You heard right. (coughs) Okay. Here's what happens. Yeah. Please continue. Santa is a scuba diver. Okay. And he's down here collecting information on these fish and doing tests. Okay? He dives down. (laughs) He dives down. Okay. With his team of reindeer, which is really a submarine. (laughs) Can you please explain? Wait, I want you to finish first. Then he he comes out. He goes down the chimney, quote-unquote. Um... He leaves some, like, stuff there. I don't know exactly what it is, but they're doing some experiment to see how whatever chemical affects this fish population. So, the presence, let's say. And then, he covers his nose so he doesn't breathe in the water. While he has his scuba gear on. Listen, and then... (laughs) Go through everything in this story that is not... Under the ocean. I, mice. Mice. For one. What? Stocking. Excuse, excuse me. Chimneys, excuse me. Sugar plums. Sea mice. Sea mice. There are no sea mice. You don't know that? Windows. You don't live in the sea. When, there are reindeer. windows under the water. No, there are no... Reindeer. Rain comes from the sky in the form of what? Water. You're, Thank you. No. Thank you. Next. No, they're definitely not fish. They might still be bears, but they're definitely not fish. I'll tell you what. I don't. There's no pet. I don't really the think ocean. they're fish, but they're more likely fish than bears. There, I true. said it. Literally, none of this poem can take place in the ocean. If you're listening to this podcast, none of it. Please write write to us and tell us whether you think fish or bears. Okay, you also that's all you got to say. Speak underwater, and he says, "Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night." You can speak underwater. Not really. Yeah, you can. You cannot hear someone exclaim that as they drive out of sight. If you're a fish, you the... can because you have fish ears. Fish Designed don't have underwater. ears, Bobby. You don't have ears. <laughs> <laughs> you thought for a moment that fish have ears. Fish do have ears. <laughs> They're hidden. They're no, invisible. They're... It's magic, Chris. It's... Christmas. You're. All right, I got my thing about bears. You got your thing about fish. But if they're people, if, if they're, they're people, people, let's just let yeah, let's just uh, for argument's sake, we'll say that mm-hmm. they're people. Yeah, let's humor the public for a second. They're people. They're people. How? What is it like a rope? Like is so? There's got to be somebody else up there because he gives a nod. You know, that's like the signal. Oh, the signal, yeah. Pull me up. So, like, what do you think? You could have a helper in the sleigh with him. Mm-hmm. Santa's little helper. Maybe it's, um... Maybe it's one of the reindeer. It's actually just a person. 
wearing a reindeer costume. Yeah, I mean, that is one way to answer <laughs> that question and make this more complicated. <laughs> I, don't know, I just thought it would be funny. It could, I mean, he could have, I mean, if there's a, if he came down with a rope, he could have just climbed up with a rope. That's true, but it does definitely kind of paint it like he nods his head and flies up. Right. So I'm thinking Wait, do some, you see him as flying him up? Because I've always seen him as, like, dematerializing and, like, going up as magic dust. Oh. No, Have you never seen me. it depicted that way? Huh, that's interesting. That's how I've always imagined it, and mm. I feel like I've seen it presented that way before, too. Maybe I have. Which, that's... It's been a while. It's been Maybe a while. we should avoid that Since one. I could hold my head up high. All right, that's enough songs, because we're going to we're gonna have to pay people soon. Since Christmas. How, how much of it do I have to sing before it's officially a cover and I have to pay royalties? I don't know. I don't know exactly. <laughs> I don't want to find out. Yeah. We would get a lot of viewers, though, probably. Maybe. Probably not. Probably, probably not. Probably because they're you not don't viewers, have viewers listeners. for a podcast, Chris. Oh, my gosh. I said it before you. Whatever. Whatever. Um, they're fish. Okay. So I think we have to go with what you said as far as the way he goes up. Yeah. I, I think it's probably just... Well, we have a few ways to explain it. It's not too hard to explain. Right. I just don't, I don't think we can look at it from a, he dematerializes and, and evaporates up the chimney. Yeah. No, I, th- I think we've about figured it out. Yeah. One way or another, this whole thing was planned and he's got ways to do it. You know, we've come up with at least one way for each thing of how it could happen. So maybe it happened in a different way, but we have at least explained that it's possible to make it look like these things are happening magically when they're not. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I'm ready for the new moral here. Great. So our, our original moral is that you don't have to be afraid of Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. There's you, nothing to worry about with him. Um, I think the new moral is that we can count on the people who love us to help us see the truth. By lying to us. By fabricating our experiences. By whatever means necessary. By whatever means necessary. <laughs> That's, yeah. The ends justify this, the means. This is That's not, the moral. This is not the first time a loved one in a story has fabricated a whole lot. No. The giving tree. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely been more. That's the most recent one. Yeah. I think we could even say that about where the wild things are, our first one. Yeah, I think you could. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where I'm at. Good. I would add to it face your fears. Yeah. The the only way to, to to get over your fears is to face them. Yeah. Face off. Nicholas Cage. Face off Nicholas Cage, John Travolta. Thank you so much. I'm Robert Hoffman. And I'm Chris Panico. And this has been our episode of No Nonsense Storytime. <laughs> it has been it our has episode. It has been our, our most recent episode. <laughs> um, and we did a book about Christmas. Yes. Great. Thank, thank you. Our next book <laughs> is going to be Streganona by Thomas Anthony DePaula. If you if you don't know Streganona, it's a very great book. I recommend give another read before our next episode comes out, which will be in how long? Two weeks. From Two now. weeks. Yeah, we're gonna a... take a couple weeks off for Christmas and New Year's. 
Um, both of those fall on Tuesdays, which is our usual recording day. Mm-hmm. So y'all get a break.